0: Let's get the latest on this situation regarding the Chinese balloon. We know it's a Chinese balloon. Uh, beyond that, uh, it depends on who you listen to. Um, government of China says it was a weather balloon that got blown off course, no big deal, nothing to worry about. The US says, no, 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 that was a surveillance balloon and they shot it down. Um, China has now filed an official complaint at the, US emb- at the embassy in the United States saying that this was a provocation and going way too far and an overreaction. Um, okay. It's interesting because a lot of people say, you know what, even if it was a surveillance balloon, and it was, let's be honest here, um, it's not going to tell them anything that the satellites they've had up there for a long time haven't told them already. So It's a really confusing situation, so let's see if we can't get the details on it and find out what it was, why it's there, and what the developments around it might mean. We're going to speak with Charles Burton, who's a senior fellow at the McDonald Lurie Institute and a former counselor at the Canadian Embassy in Beijing. We've had him on the uh, air several times. It's always a pleasure. Charles, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time.
1: It's great to speak with you, Shay.
0: So, okay, so first of all, I mean, it, it's a surveillance balloon, right? I mean, can we pretty much uh, all understand that that's what it is? Or is it possible that it is what the Chinese say? It wasn't just a weather balloon that blew off course.
1: Nah, I mean, it's much, much too big, and there's, like, there's like uh, sensors on it that, that amount to the size of two city buses, so this is no normal weather balloon, you know, which would be much, much smaller. Anyway, the thing has been, you know, it's been uh, blown up over the sea, uh, just off the coast of the Carolinas, and the Navy is... Um, The U.S. Navy is currently salvaging it, and they'll be making a report to senior members of Congress and the U.S. administration on Wednesday, and then they will do a classified report to the entire Congress on February 15th, and they'll tell us exactly why China felt it was necessary to send this balloon. It seems that it may be that these balloon sensors are able to pick up on signals that satellites cannot, so that might be a justification. But I think there's a lot more politics involved in sending something right across from the west coast to the east coast of the United States um, sort of sticking it to the Americans that we're doing this, and look, you're not going to do anything about it because you know you you don't want to break down relations with China any further or something like that. I think the Chinese have very much misread this whole situation.
0: And that and that's the interesting aspect to this, as always, uh, is in terms of you know it, because is it because they get away with these kinds of provocations? I mean, uh, we'll deal with Canada in a minute, but we should point out it did go over Canadian airspace. It was detected by Canadian officials. They didn't even tell anybody about it. was the United States who let. I mean, we know that Canada rarely, if ever, does much, but the United States, I mean, is this a provocation that's unusual for them? We know they've sent these balloons there before.
1: Yeah, I mean, they sent balloons before, but they haven't sent them right across the United States, making stops at critical nuclear and military facilities along the way. I mean, it's a dirigible, right? So yeah. it's being guided. And you can see that it's not just randomly drifting across. It's it's going to places and stopping and gathering data and moving on. So, you know, there's no question that that this is something that's being done to send a message. And I think the Chinese did not expect it to be made public. I don't think they expect it to result in Secretary of State Blinken um, canceling his trip to China to discuss how to, you know, ease tensions or come up with some communications devices that would allow um, the this, this situation with China not to turn into war. Maybe they thought that they could get U.S. concessions on U.S. monitoring of the Chinese um, military facilities that they've, that they've uh, created by land reclamation in the South China Sea. I don't know, but I think it's going to come out. But regardless, you know, the, the thing has backfired because mm-hmm. it looks like tensions are so high that we are, in fact, gradually moving closer to the prospect of a military confrontation between the U.S. and China, and that's not something that anybody wants to see.
0: Yeah, how serious is that? We know the uh, Chinese government filing official complaints and uh, they're, they're very upset and say this was a dramatic overreaction and it further inflames the tensions that are already in that region. How big of an event is this, do you think, going forward? Does it change the path we were on in any measurable way?
1: Well, I think it's changed the path in the sense that it's become a huge, huge issue in Washington, and it's really competition between the Democrats and the Republicans Mm -hmm. as to who can more effectively stand up to China. So I think that that is certainly a factor. You know, the U.S. has just recently announced that they'll be putting some large military bases on the territory of the Philippines facing Taiwan. So you sort of, you look at it, and it's sort of one thing after another that that just seems to be leading to a situation that could careen out of control and result in in some sort of uh, military action, you know, maybe short of war or indeed a war over China's expansion of the international waters of the South China Sea or China's attempt to, to annex uh, democratic Taiwan. So, you know, it is bad. And I think where Canada fits into this is, is something that's important for Canadians yeah. to consider,
0: and and that's the question. And I guess it, it looks like once again we're really not even uh, invited to the table. It, it was the United States that uh, ultimately took the step. To, I mean, Canada didn't even make it public when it, it came through Canadian airspace, and apparently NORAD detected. I mean, what do we what should we think about the way Canada has, uh, I guess, not been involved in this more so than anything else?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, if if we'd received an information from the Chinese Foreign Ministry that a mistake had been made and uh, unfortunately a Chinese weather balloon is, you know, heading over into Canada's sovereign territory and feel free to blow it up if you, you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to, Um, that didn't happen. And so, you know, an unmanned Chinese surveillance aircraft comes onto Canadian territory. Um, You know, surely any country would say okay well um you know we're going to we're going to explode this thing and send it to the ground and see what what the surveillance um, uh, apparatus is you know because i presume as it was over the arctic and over alberta and over saskatchewan that right. it must have been over areas that are not inhabited and it, there would be no reason why we shouldn't take it down except you know if we feel so cowed by china that we're going to say oh you know, feel free to 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 do your spying. Uh, we we uh, we we respect that and and let it go. I mean, that what kind of a what kind of a sovereign nation are we if that's our attitude?
0: But that seems to be our posture so many times when it comes to China. That's that's the issue, and right? it's just yet another example of us being pushed around on the schoolyard, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, are we going to stand up to a bully, or are we going to you know let them? Feel that they can do more and more outrageous things, and sending the balloon slowly across the entire um, width of, of North America really suggests that China feels that they've they've got us, and you know maybe they like the idea of people being able to look up into the sky and see a, a Chinese surveillance device looking back down at them, but you know that's not the that's certainly a violation of. The global order yeah. that 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 preserves our sovereignty and security and prosperity.
0: Yeah, it most definitely is, Charles. As always, uh, I really appreciate your insight. Thanks so much for joining us this morning.
1: Good to speak with you. Take care.
0: That is Charles Burton, a senior fellow at the McDonald Institute and a former counselor at the Canadian Embassy in Beijing. And you know, I I think there's no other way to look at it in terms of the Canadian reaction and response to this, other than once again, um, just sort of doing nothing in the face of